Welcome to Lost Without Japan, a travel podcast about the life-changing experiences of exploring Japan and those moments we would be lost without. For your listening pleasure, allow me to introduce your very own Kanko Gaido, Michael. Welcome to this week's episode of Lost Without Japan, a podcast based on Japan and your Lost Without Moments. This is your director of travel for TKIC Studio Productions coming to you with positive thoughts and excitement for your next journey to Japan and his own return this summer. I would like to thank you for giving me a bit of your time today, and I truly hope this podcast finds you in a good place or on the path to a better one, no matter how it may seem at this moment. My belief is that we can all use a beacon like this in our lives to help guide us during these times, and my hope is that Japan, along with this show, will become that for you. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning Lost Without Listener, thank you again for your time and for returning once more. As always, the advertising I include in my show is done for free and is to help continue to promote the friends of the show that I have interviewed in the past. Let's start getting ready for today's trip from our last talk in Tokyo and head out to a town known within Gifu for its pottery. Today's day trip episode will bring us to the city of Tajimi that is located in the Mino area of Gifu Prefecture. This location is a great add-on from Nagoya, or a great stop before going to Nagoya. This city was featured prominently in a slice-of-life anime about pottery called Let's Make a Mug. This can be found on any streaming service that has to deal with anime most likely. Uh, My viewing pleasure was Crunchyroll. That being said, this trip will take you off the beaten path and will be hard-pressed to find another tourist most likely as you are exploring the city. A talk with other friends about our next city and quick search of YouTube really accents this fact that this location is truly a hidden gem. With all of that in mind, let's start with some positive mental imagery, and let's imagine that we're all together in Tokyo Station today, getting ready to head out together for you to make your way to your next stop in Japan. As we're leaving today, please remember to double-check you have all your luggage, your passport, and your phone with you before your group departs. You've made it. Today is the day you continue your journey throughout Japan, so go ahead and take a few deep breaths and come along with your tour group as we make sure your journey today is as wonderful as possible, whether it's your first trip or return trip to this awe-inspiring country. For the purpose of the show today, we're going to use the end of September 2023 for rates for lodging, knowing full well that these rates can go up or down as it gets closer to that date. As one thing is a constant show suggestion, though, is that when you make your booking, make sure that it is fully refundable. That way, if something better pops up or your plans change, you can get your money back and use it towards your next stay. Remember, you can always reach out to the show at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com or at lostwithoutjapan on Instagram. If I can answer any question or be of any assistance to you while we're journeying together or when you're out and about traveling on your own, 
don't hesitate to contact me. As always, today's timestamp to take you directly to our talk on Tajimi City in Gifu, as well as the show's Google document with information on Japan and all past shows, can be found in the link provided in our description for today's show. Before we get into the history of Tajimi, I wanted to give a quick shout out to Road Bike Rental. Road Bike Rental's service provides cycling solutions to those wishing to go cycling or bike touring in Japan. With nationwide delivery options available, you can explore even more of Japan on two wheels and at your own pace. More details of all of what Road Bike Rental Japan services can be found is at roadbikerentaljapan.com. Let's go into today's talk by discussing a bit of Tajimi City. Tajimi City is situated in the Higamashi Mino region, which is well known for its ceramics within Japan, in particular, historically known for having the largest amount of pottery made in the Mino Momomoyama ceramic style. You may be surprised that this area has history and past makers of pottery dating back for more than 1300 years and is still known for modern pottery masters even today. The largest and most well-known festival for the city is the Tajimi Ceramics Festival, which is held in April and is held throughout the entire city. The festival draws huge amounts of visitors from within Japan every year who are looking to find the Minoyaki ware at very reasonable prices, as well as take in large amounts of museums, galleries, and stores in the area. Tajimi City is an amazing day trip as it is located between Tokyo and Osaka and is easily accessible by a 35-minute JR train from Nagoya. Truly, this is a spot of a great place for you to find as an escape from the busy and fast-paced places such as Tokyo. Now on with today's day trip talk. For those of you beginning your journey with me again today, there are a variety of ways to get to our destination. By car, it's around 3 hours and 45 minutes from Tokyo. By bus from Shinjuku Station, it's about a 5-hour, 30-minute trip. But one thing to take into mind is that there is only three times a day that a bus leaves for Tajimi. Bookings can be found through highwaybus.com and ranges in price from $42 to $60, depending largely on if you're traveling during a holiday or not. Link for this service will be in today's show notes. If you're looking for a bit of an adventurous way, though, you can also look to depart from Tokyo Haneda Airport and for about $65 to $90, fly a one-way to Chibu Centraire Airport. You will end up taking two trains and will take you through Nagoya before finally reaching your destination for an additional $20. For those of you that want to travel with the group, though, we'll be departing from Tokyo Station by Shinkansen for around $60 to $90 one way for about an hour and a half trip to Nagoya. And from there, we'll be spending around $15 more to depart by train via the JR line while we will end up arriving in Tajimi. And if you have the JR Pass, that portion of the trip would be covered. Depending on the train you get, it can range from 22 to 40 minutes, making the last leg of your journey be potentially double depending on which you end up getting. So I would recommend looking ahead. Now with that out of the way, lodging options for this area are extremely limited. 
with more than a few places said to be dated in reviews. Luckily for our tour group, though, a hotel has recently opened and literally is right outside the station we're arriving at today. Although I describe Kurataki Inn Premium to Jimmy Station as a business hotel, it is not completely free of perks. And really, it's a big plus for those traveling is that they actually have a TV HDMI cable that hangs from the side of the TV. So you could end up connecting your own device or travel with your Roku, whatever it is that you want to do to potentially just relax at night and catch up with something. I don't know about you, but when I've been gone for a bit of time, it is nice to just catch up with something at home. Now, also one thing to think of in general is that in summer, if you happen to be unfortunate and get a rainy day or waiting for a storm to pass at other times, what better way to do that than just doing so and watching something that you'd like to. Check-in is after 3 p.m. and check-out is before 10 a.m. Parking is available for 900 yen a day, but is a bit inconvenient according to reviews as you can only access the garage through a bike parking area. On top of that, the location also offers a very small relaxation area that fits about two people in each area. So when I say sauna, it's sauna for two. Um, it is public. It is on the 14th floor, but is only accessible with your room key. There are two coin-operated laundry washing machines. There are two massage chairs. There's a theme here. Do you see it? <laughs> it may actually be best to try and pick up some off hours if you're planning on using any of these or to soak in the shared bath during a busy hours. You know, just like how often you're going to find another person or two people there. And quite a few people said a third wheel was not comfortable. Now, one other perk of staying at this hotel is that you can have one free drink during the designated happy hour, which could be alcoholic or not, and can vary. One recommendation is to leave your bathroom light on at night and use either a hand towel or a shirt or something that you have on you to help keep the door propped open a little bit because there aren't just what you would expect as some other hotels where you might have a small light that you can flip on that's not going to blind everyone that's staying with you or just completely wake yourself up. So it's nice to keep the room dark, not have to fumble around for something and just make your way to the bathroom if you need to at night. One other thing to mention is that the hotel does not come with complimentary water but you can get it for 100 yen per bottle, which really is not that much. But I would recommend you just getting it from a convenience store and not, not having to worry about it then. This location has only been open since January 2023. And with limited options around, there's really, this is the best location that you're going to find. If you actually want to stay within Tajimi, when I was looking at Airbnb, there's literally two booking options as well. And one of those at least is a shared option, meaning you're going to be at someone else's place or sharing it with others. Pricing is around $85 a night with tax for two adults for two single beds. $90 for a room with a double bed. Rooms can go up to $105 a night, depending on room size, and come with a free breakfast buffet. 
from where I can see with all of those different options, we are one thing that is going to come up again and again today when visiting this city is that transportation is extremely limited. You are really just so lucky if you're within Japan or renting a car because you can go out and about and do what you want to and not have to worry about it. For everyone else in our party today, you're going to need to either take advantage of taxis or be lucky enough to find some of those limited bus runs, but it's going to be a lot under your own power. I always like to look for something to eat before getting too much into my exploration, and today is no exception. And our closest location for breakfast is Cafe Rest Ueno, which is around a four-minute walk from our train station and around 200 meters from the station and has been open for over 32 years. This Japanese-style dining option does have some Western-style meals and is really a not-so-hidden gym for those in the area, but definitely one if you were not. This location routinely offers specials that are around 800 yen. On their site, which I will add to the show notes, a Japanese-only menu is available for you to look at ahead of time. Unfortunately, if you go to use the Google Translate option for the page, it will not work as the menu is just an image, but if you have two devices, you are set. You can use the tried and true point to what you want when you visit if you do your research ahead of time and truly your visit will go smoothly. Business hours are 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Drinks such as coffee, tea, etc. are all around 350 yen. Prices are from another time as omelet rice meal is only 700 yen. All of their curry, spaghetti, cutlet, shrimp bowl meals, guess what? 700 yen. Breakfast toast options are their typical thick bread that you would find for 400 yen. And you can even add on bean paste, ham, or other things for an additional 100 yen. If, if it's later in the day, you can even enjoy beer, sake, or whiskey, all for around 500 yen. And top it all off with a dessert for an additional 600 yen. After a full stomach, it's time to head out and begin our exploration up to Jimmy by visiting an area with a number of pottery stores, starting with a pottery museum slash store that offers fans of the anime Let's Make a Mug some photo opportunities with character standees and pottery made to look like it was from the show. From our breakfast dining options for today, it's around a 10-minute walk to our next spot on today's journey. There are some free parking options and also some paid ones for only 100 yen. During summer, there's even a beer garden on the second and fourth Saturdays of the month at our location with a chance of music at times. If you're making a day trip out of this and heading back to Nagoya, this spot is a great location to stop, get your souvenirs without too much difficulty before heading back for the night. There's even a coupon page PDF you can print off ahead of time and it looks like there's some discounts depending on the amount you spent. You can always look to have the cashier check your printed page and hope that it works for a discount, you know, if you're spending around uh, 3,000 yen or so. Nothing earth-shaking, but maybe you end up having a drink paid for uh, from what our breakfast option is. From there, we are going to head out to Honomichi Oribi Street, which could easily end up being truly the entirety of the rest of our day. 
If you add on your dinner here in this location as well, this area has been around since 1868 and covers around 400 meters in length alone. In our show notes, I'm including some, an amazing resource available through a website that includes some of the shops, dining locations, sake breweries, and experiences you could find in this area. As always, I have included a link directly to the show's Google map for today's city so that you can follow along for the rest of our talk today. In the reviews for Honomichi Oribi Street, you can find an English map of the area that you can also pick up while you're exploring yourself. One thing to take into account is that most places in the area are going to be closing by 4 or 5 p.m. One other thing of note is it normally wouldn't come up, but it is something to note in this is that a lot of the uh, places in the area could still be older and they're going to require you to remove your shoes before you enter. So if you have larger feet like myself, you're going to want to bring your own slippers um, or just use what they have available for you. But just be aware, comfortable shoes and shoes that are easy to get off and get on are going to be a huge boon for you today. Another thing of note is that there are quite a few of the stores are closed on Tuesday. A lot of things in this area are. So really double check if what you want is open before you head out to this area. Another thing to note is that the street is a one-way street for cars and at times could be extremely busy. So please, please, please keep your eyes out and about looking all around and your awareness about you so that you can avoid having uh, you know, something truly uneventful happening to you on our journey. If you're looking for a completely unforgettable souvenir, though, you could buy your own piece of pottery and possibly even meet the artist that made it. For a piece like this, you can easily end up spending over $100, if not hundreds. Don't worry, though. You can also find pottery for sale at quite the discount as well. Once you're done exploring the area, I would recommend either grabbing a cab or make sure that you're just ready for a 30-minute walk to get to our next location, Koke Game Gama Ceramics. And as those of you that have a Japanese ability, if even if it is minimal, going to be a boon. However, I have also emailed the staff to inquire about an English-speaking staff members or options that they have, as I am going to hope and pray there that our whole group is able to take a pottery class for around 3,300 yen. One thing to take into account, though, is you're not going to be taking your pottery with you. It's probably going to take about three months for it to end up getting glazed and fired and then eventually shipped to you. For all of us that are venturing from overseas, you're going to have to pay that add-on shipping price as well. It's all worth it, though. I mean, can you imagine having a piece of pottery that you made in Japan and then have that be something that you can physically hold and look at once you're back and, you know, just missing it as much as I do? One thing to note about this is that you can reach out by phone or email and you'd want to do that for any reservation especially on weekends. Don't assume that they're going to have a spot open for you. It is closed, as like I told you earlier, a lot of places are on Tuesday. Um, and each day that it is open, it, it looks like it is closed from 12 to 1, but is open from 9 a.m. till that noontime. 
and then once it opens at 1, closes at 5 p.m. The experience is completely legit and has a wonderful setup with professional art equipment as well. Hello, this is your Conco Guido. I ended up receiving an email from the staff after our recording, so I apologize for the abruptness of this. But they did say that although no one is completely fluent in English, they do know some basic English phrases and were happy to set something up for my trip this summer or for any of the listeners that are looking to take advantage of this as well. What I ended up doing was just putting everything that I had into English already set up into Google Translate to put it into Japanese, and we had no issue kind of communicating with each other. I sent them a Japanese response. They gave me one back. I put in some English as well. Everything came back in Japanese, but what I would end up saying my trick is is to just keep your conversation and what you're sending by email very short and very basic and you should be good so plus all of us with this being as close to Tokyo this may very well be my escape day just to get some time uh, by myself and end up having something awesome coming home now back to our show after all of our walking we are going to take a six minute walk as it's time to get some caffeine and coffee at Komarai Cafe. Link to the menu is in the show notes for your enjoyment and pre-perusal. The nice thing is you also get takeaway, including drinks and sandwiches as options. What better way to spend your train ride back with just some local food? Drinks range from coffee, both hot iced tea, soft drinks, and so much more. Coffee can range from 460 yen to 580 yen for hot and cold options. A range of hot and cold tea ranges from 460 to 520 yen. And there are a wide variety of meal options as well, from cutlet sandwiches, hamburgers, and even desserts. After all of this, we're going to do something you wouldn't expect with so much still left to see in the area. But I think it's time to sit a bit longer and perhaps win some money to spend on the rest of your trip, and who knows, maybe you can win enough to take that first-class flight back. Or add on that Park Hyatt stay, finally, to your trip when you return to Tokyo. In order to accomplish this, we're going to play some pachinko at Vegas 1050. Although, from the reviews, there don't seem to be too many people that are getting huge payouts. But I can tell you, playing pachinko is its own experience, and one you should at least try for a short bit during your stay in Japan. A lot in this area is going to close early, so you may want to stock up at a convenience store or grocery store before getting dinner and heading back for the night. One option on our way is the Piago grocery store that's open daily from 9am to 9pm, and it offers more than just food. Who knows, you may find some clothes for the rest of your trip, or even a suit for the rest of your trip as well. From there, it's only a 20-minute walk back to the Kuratake Inn. If you decide to skip the grocery store, there is a 24-hour family mart within walking distance of our lodging that I've saved both of these locations in our Google Show map for Tajimi. 
in the end, this is truly just a great place to get lost in and just see what you can find. And who knows, you might have your own moment that will come your one of your just like favorite stories that you tell about your time spent traveling in Japan. Normally, I might add on one or two more things in this portion of our talk, but with having to rely on walking just so much and having the opportunity to spend so much time in our areas that we're talking about, I'm going to save some additional add-on things into our honorable mention portion talk of the day. After our long day, it's time for me to call it a night so that we can all welcome our next tour group in the AM. Next up are my honorable mentions for Tajimi that I would also recommend as possible add-ons to your trip or even replacements for things that you may have. And these section could end up being things like snacks, meals, lodging options, or just potential things to do and explore. With lodging being so limited in the area, I will suggest for you to use the show's suggestion of expanding your possible lodging choices to kind of be around that 30-minute mark. And as a result, you can really open up the number of options for you. And just honestly, my friends, stay in Nagoya which is only 35 minutes by train. And it's going to have you get off at Nagoya Station. My additional add-on for lodging for this, for those of you looking to have a five-star experience in Nagoya, is the Marriott Associa Hotel, which really is an experience in and of itself. This location is next to Nagoya Station, which is a huge plus, especially after a long day spent exploring Pricing for now is around $180 plus tax, but further out in August with what we had discussed earlier, the pricing goes all the way up to $265 for a room. That includes taxes and fees for two people with either a queen or two twin beds, and there is no difference between booking through the site or travel sites at the moment. You can even add on uh, breakfast for an additional $50, which is truly up to you. As is the norm with these upscale locations, though, price can drastically change depending on if you have a view or not, floor levels, and more. And that's like truly, truly can greatly increase your price. Now, our next episode for day trips will end up being one spent in Nagoya, and I'm going to go in depth about this location a bit more. But for now, just note that it is your standard either a smoking or non-smoking room, so make sure you get the option that you're okay with receiving. And always remember that if you're paying for more people, it does not constitute more beds. So depending on the size of your group and what you're okay with for sleeping arrangements, you could end up having to look at getting an additional room. Our unique addition for the day is the Mosaic Tile Museum to Jimmy, which is opened in 2016 and is open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. This location was featured on the anime Let's Make a Mug as well. The exterior for this museum is indeed unusual as it looks like a large hill. The entrance for itself will make you even feel like you're going into a cave as well. There's an option for taking a bus from Tajimi Station. However, there's only one bus per hour, so make sure you're aware of your times for both arriving and leaving. That being said, the bus ride for yourself is going to be about 360 yen, 
with a taxi being about 2,300 yen each way. Entrance is only 300 yen per person, but one thing to note is that in order to gain entrance to this museum, you're going to need to go up four flights of stairs, and unfortunately there does not look like there's any sort of elevator or ramp or other things uh, of that way, shape, and form. And for quite a few people, they're not expecting for the entrance to be up four flights of stairs. You know, you'd expect for it to be on that first floor level. And there's quite a few people that mention that they go kind of around the building uh, looking for that entrance. But what ends up happening is that you actually start your experience on that fourth floor, work your way back down and exit out through that lower level. Now, one thing to take into account is that every sign that is in this museum, all of the displays are in Japanese only. But that being said, there is an English pamphlet to help you enjoy your time spent there. And if they do allow for you to have your camera out, you can always use that Google Translate to help add on to your you know, enjoyment as well. On the lower floor, you can also decorate your own tile to bring home with you for an additional 500 yen, but will require the purchase of a tile, which I've heard is quite expensive. And unfortunately, I can't find an exact price in any review or even through the site. I ended up emailing off in like an inquiry about the pricing for this, but I did not receive anything definite, just something basically back stating that it can fluctuate. So not as great as like, you know, my uh, pottery experience email that's here, but just something to be aware of. But again, a super cool keepsake. Weekends require a reservation if you'd like to do something like this, like making the picture frame with tiles or other options that they have. Um, it can only be done, though, by phone. And you're going to have to, you know, like I said, my friends, uh, do the best like ahead of time. Do some Google Translate, uh, keep things very basic, and just read off uh, slowly what you have and hope that that works for you. If you do end up going during the week, though, there is the option of just showing up in person and, again, um, using our Translate options, just saying you know that you want to sit there and do your decorating. They do have an area for you to set your items as they're drying, but just please don't forget them. Uh, they'll hold on to them for forever. So, you know, you don't, you don't want to spend all that money to get something and invest all of that effort and time into and then realize it's not there because, like I said, they'll keep it for forever in hopes that you're coming back. One additional high-priced dining option is a French one that is French Show Oguchi, where lunch can run you around 5,000 yen per person and dinner around 10,000 yen per person. The store is open for lunch from 11.30 to 2.30, with last orders being taken at 1. Both lunch and dinner menus are available on their site and are easily translatable using Google Translate as it allows for you to copy uh, each portion of their menu. Dinner is from 6 to 10 p.m. with last orders being taken at 8. Dinner options can range from 6,600 yen all the way up to 13,200 yen before you add on drinks. Mike, why is there such a early cutoff? Usually cutoffs are like a half hour or so before. Um, this dining experience is going to be a bunch of small plates, a multi-course meal. And because of that, it's going to end up taking you a, you know, just some time. 
Uh, it's an experience. Uh, but I do often joke with my family or friends is that a lot of times when you go to have that sort of experience at these, if you're like me, um, you end up eating something afterwards. Doesn't mean that it's not worth it. Doesn't mean that it's not fantastic. And if you eat like as you should and, uh, you know, have serving sizes uh, that, that that would probably be, you know, a little more typical, especially if you're used to living in Japan, um, you'll end up leaving full. One thing I want to add on uh, for some show news is that I ended up recently purchasing some hiking socks and I'm going to be adding those to our Amazon recommended list. I've been really ramping up my walks as my trip to Japan is getting closer and some of those days have had me walking for three and a half hours or four hours and I've really enjoyed that except that my bamboo socks that normally in the past I felt worked fine but again was really more stop or go when I was in Japan and not walking straight uh, you know at a you know, such a rate as I was uh, and with such, you know, emphasis, purpose, all the things that I had, like really trying to get my heart rate up. Um, I found that these socks are definitely something I want to bring for the days that I'm exploring Kyoto or just know that I want to be on my feet. Uh, just use them today. And the experience was wonderful. With that being said, we're going to bring our day talk to an end as our next day trip will bring us to Nagoya. One thing I'd like to discuss quickly is that almost every interview I had lined up and talked about in past episodes were coming up has been put on hold. And that's really a result of some very positive things. A lot of the people that we talked to are from the tourism industry, and currently everyone in Japan is running beyond 100%. And they're doing so quite a few of them understaffed. So kind of sliding our talks back to, um, you know, August or in Bonn, or even like October or later, things begin to slow down before uh, winter season kicks up. So that being said, we're still going to have some great talks uh, with a listener of a show who's recently returned from their first trip to Japan, as well as talk to a past guest who just so happens to be in Japan at the same exact time that my son and I are going to be getting there, and we're going to be discussing our preparations for this trip and some possible uh, meetups and things while we're there. Now, while those interviews are being filmed and recorded too, I'm going to be actually reaching out to some other people and just look for some things that aren't so tourism-based. I already have a few different people I'm going to be reaching out to and can't wait to share that with you. That being said, due to the fact that my trip with my son is coming up, I will have one of our episodes. I'm not sure which one. It could be the day trip. It could be an interview. And what I'm going to end up doing, and I hope you are understanding, is I'm going to be sharing one of the birthday gifts that my son got for me as he created a playlist of songs that could be put into one of our favorite movies, Lost in Translation, if you ended up changing out that soundtrack today. Now, he did keep some of the songs because he felt they were just, you know, couldn't be improved upon. And not that the others, you know, are being improved upon. It's just more recent music. And it is so much fun to listen to and then just kind of think to yourself, hey, where would this go? What scene would this work with? 
and it will be something that I end up sharing for you. One other thing, um, for those of you that are interested in more of our video interviews, uh, I'm going to be looking to do as many of those as I can if people that I'm interviewing are you know, open to this and it ends up returning out okay. They may be open to it, but really at the end of the time, it just depends on the quality of it once we're there. One other thing that I'm going to be looking to share through the YouTube channel and through uh, my Patreon especially are going to be some videos that I'm taking in Japan. Um, once I return, I'm going to look to upload some of those to YouTube and some others to Patreon as well. There are so many wonderful things that we can end up looking forward to uh, experiencing together, and I just can't wait to share all of that with you. Our housekeeping for today. Please give a follow, a like, and a comment on your favorite streaming service. For updates on the show, feel free to give a follow on Instagram at Lost Without Japan. If you've enjoyed today's show, feel free to support the show by buying the show a coffee or joining the show's Patreon. Links will be in today's show notes. Thank you to our members and those that have donated. You're helping to save towards that second microphone that I'm looking to do interviews with. And it's just going to be great to bring you some sounds of Japan and other interviews from when I'm able to meet up with friends and new acquaintances as I'm exploring Japan with my son. Japan Tour Adventure. Japan Tour Adventure designs off-the-beaten-track walking and cycling guided experiences in the Kansai region. We offer authentic vibes that you wouldn't Dare to go on your own with nature, local places, art, food, and drink, and a priority of sustainability with zero discrimination. Solo travelers, groups, families, and friends were waiting for you. For more info about our experiences, visit our website, japantouradventure.com. Looks like we're ready to call it a night before we begin our next adventure as we continue our discussion and exploration of Japan. On behalf of Lost Without Japan and the entire crew, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this trip, and we're looking forward to seeing you on board again in two weeks for our next episode. To everyone out there, oh ginky day, stay well, my friends. Song of the show is Mug Mo, Wonder by Wonder, let's make a Mug 2's opening theme song. Thank you all, my friends. Hila